Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. The win goes to Kyle Busch. I'm looking forward to Richmond. We've kind of lost a little bit of what our handle was there a few years ago when we were really good. Here's Kyle Larson now working his way off the corner. Normally I would say I'm not that excited to go to Richmond because it's a place where I've just ran average at before. But then last year we had some good runs and was able to get the win. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Ah, what a wonderful time of year. It's the short track time of year. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you coming off of a, well, an extended weekend of racing at Bristol Motor Speedway and headed into Richmond Raceway for the Toyota Owners 400 this weekend. Before we get to Richmond, there's going to be a big charity race at Langley Speedway this Thursday put on by Denny Hamlin of Joe Gibbs Racing. Denny's going to stop by today's show, tell you all about it. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Daniel Hemrick will be in studio with us to talk about his first start in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, which comes this weekend at Richmond Raceway. And speaking of Joe Gibbs Racing, Ryan Priest won Saturday's Fitzgerald Glider Kits 300 at Bristol. He'll be on today's show to talk about the win and his season to date. We'll also hear from Kyle Larson's crew chief, Chad Johnston, on what it takes to go fast at Richmond. Kyle Busch, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and others will preview this weekend's Toyota Owners 400. We'll have a social media minute this week in NASCAR history and a whole lot more. Folks, we have got a lot on the plate for you in this show. Before we get to all that, Kyle Ricky is standing by with the latest in news. Kyle, what do you have for us? Mike, Ford Motor Company announced today that they will introduce the Ford Mustang into the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series beginning in 2019. The Mustang made its debut in NASCAR in 2011 in the Xfinity Series and has won six series championships since. The Mustang will be Ford's fourth different model in NASCAR's modern era, joining the Thunderbird, the Taurus, and the current Fusion. The final design will be unveiled in the coming months. Roush Fenway Racing's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the 2011 and 2012 Xfinity Series championships in a Mustang, 
and looks forward to its debut in NASCAR's Premier Series. I was really comfortable putting the Mustang in victory lane, uh, you know, in the 2011-2012 season, so, uh, and winning championships. But, um, you know, anytime you can get in a Mustang, uh, it's always, it's just that iconic feel, uh, something that Ford's been proud of and winning races uh, with for, you know, so many years. And to see that come to the highest level uh, in, in our sport is, uh, is going to be fun. And it's been a busy day for Stenhouse as Roush Fenway Racing announced today that three sponsors on Stenhouse's number 17 car have extended their partnership with the team through the 2021 season. Fastenal, Sunny D, and Fifth Third Bank will all remain with Stenhouse for at least the next three Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series seasons. Stenhouse is fresh off a fourth place finish on Monday in Bristol. And the Goodyear tire test scheduled for Michigan International Speedway this week has been postponed until next week due to cold and wet conditions at the two-mile speedway. Martin Truex Jr., Alex Bowman, and Eric Almarola are among the drivers scheduled to participate. For more news leading into the busy race weekend in Richmond, see MRN.com. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up next, Denny Hamlin will be on the show talking about his upcoming charity race this Thursday. And later, Ryan Priest. The newest winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series will stop by. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. I wrote this next song for a gal from Cheyenne. She'd never have told her how Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats. She said if they could love her pooch as much as she did, then so could I. Well, I couldn't. This next song's called Cat Person. It was a rough, rough night in Wyoming. The cat was out of the bag. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Denny Hamlin joins us next to preview the ninth annual Short Track Showdown. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. As we mentioned a few moments ago this Thursday, Denny Hamlin is going to be hosting his ninth annual Short Track Showdown. Recently, our Steve Post caught up with Denny to talk about this special event coming up this week. This week at Langley Speedway over in Langley, Virginia, it is the return of Denny Hamlin's Short Track Showdown presented by FedEx. The ninth running of the race that we have and uh, having it back on track after a two-year hiatus. Denny Hamlin joins us here. Denny, how important was it for you to get this race back going and back up on track? Yeah, it was really important to us. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, a lot's been made lately about grassroots racing, and this is definitely uh, grassroots racing. It's what I grew up doing is racing on the local short tracks all over Virginia and North Carolina and just kind of throw back race towards that. And it also gives these guys pretty good purse that they can go out there and race for uh, on uh, on Thursday night. We'll talk a little bit about the purse and what you're doing as far as the drivers go, but let's talk a little bit about Langley Speedway. Um, this race has been held at Southside Speedway in Richmond. It's been held at Richmond International and most recently at South Boston. How important for, was it for you to get it back to Langley where you started your career? Yeah, it's where I got my very first win, so it's definitely an important racetrack to local short track racing. 
Um, I said at the beginning I wanted to move it around some different racetracks and give them an opportunity. Uh, and Langley's, you know, the clear next next choice for us uh, for this event. So we're gonna have a great turnout. Uh, obviously, I have some good racers uh, from the high cup level, and we're gonna have some from you know the local level that are gonna be hard to beat. So it's gonna be very fun to kind of see those two mesh to see how it all turns out. Well, let's talk a little bit about this. Historically, this was an invitational race where you'd invite some of the top late model drivers and invite some of your NASCAR buddies. You've kind of opened it up, and I don't know if you've made it more difficult for yourself to win it because this is just a wide open late model race now, so all the late model drivers are going to be trying to gun for this one. Yeah, no doubt, and not only that, but there's NASCAR points on the line, so with the biggest, uh, with a big car count like this, it's going to be a lot of points paid out. Uh, for those that race on a, on a weekly basis. And so it's a very big race as far as that's concerned. You know, we want it to be one of the premier short track races on the East Coast, and we're working our way there. Well, you won this in 2011. You know by bringing all these late model teams in, you probably made it more difficult for yourself because these guys are really good racers. They're really good. I mean, it's it's hard to come into anyone's house or or series and, and beat them. Uh, I, I know that very, very well. So it will be very difficult, and definitely by opening it up, uh, it allows you know anybody uh, with the qualifications to go out there, try to qualify for the race, and make it. You did lure your buddy, your teammate, Kyle Busch, to come over and race with you. How tough is it to twist his arm to go race a car? <laughs> it's not that tough, really, uh, especially when he can build his own car right there in the shop. So makes it a lot easier for him, obviously. Uh, he's uh, he's won, it, uh, won that race before, so we've, uh, we've had a lot of fun, you know, jabbing back and forth. And it's fun to kind of check out his car once we get to the track. And we're always eyeballing each other and seeing, you know, who's got what. The Denny Hamlin Foundation, describe the work you do with the foundation, because that's ultimately what this is all about. Yeah, it's been such a, a great blessing to be a part of it uh, for over 10 years now. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've given so much money back to Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, um, you know, the NASCAR Foundation. Uh, a lot of different charities have really benefited from this. Uh, the Richmond Children's Hospital, just to name a few. Uh, we also do a golf tournament in October, uh, the Pro-Am Jam, and you know, now having two events uh, during the course of the year just allows us to get a little bit more money to then uh, disperse out to the people that really need it. And finally, we want every fan to be at Langley this Thursday night, but some fans won't be able to make it. How can fans get involved with your foundation? Yeah, I mean, they can go uh, to DennyHamlin.com and, and, and donate uh, that way. Um, they can go get uh, get their tickets for Langley this coming Thursday. That, uh, that would be the biggest help for us is to uh, get out there and support your local short track. And uh, that, that's going to be a big deal for us to see how many fans turn out and uh, put on a great show for them. Well, good luck from the foundation standpoint and good luck to the racer. Maybe see if he can bring that trophy home again. Hope so. Well, there we go. He will have his hands full, that's for sure. That's Denny Hamlin. It's the Denny Hamlin Short Track Showdown presented by FedEx. It is this Thursday night in Langley, Virginia at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway. Thank you, Posty. Over the weekend, Kyle Busch talked about going to Langley to test for that race. Yeah, those cars are just so different than what I grew up driving that I'm, I'm really not very familiar with those things. So Denny was there and I was there. We were both testing and Denny got his car going pretty good, and I jumped in his car, and it was just a completely different feel than what my car was, and um, and Denny's car was faster, so I tried to work on mine to try to continue to make it better and get some of that feel that I was looking for like Denny's car had, but I just could never find it, so, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly what it takes to get there, but uh, it, it's 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 fun to just get back to the short tracks. It's a new short track I've never been to, so that's, uh, that's certainly compelling. Um, you know, Denny, I don't think, raced there much when he was younger, but a little bit. And um, it's going to be cool to get back there with a bunch of the late model stock guys that are great uh, across the, the East Coast and, 
and racing against them and seeing what it's all about. So, um, you know, looking forward to that and the and the charity aspect and, and what all Denny's trying to do with the Denny Hamlin Foundation and helping the children and things like that that he supports. So, um, you know, hopefully it's a, it's a good night for all of us. And, folks, again, it's the ninth annual Short Track Showdown at Langley Speedway in Virginia coming up this Thursday night. All proceeds will benefit the Denny Hamlin Foundation, which supports cystic fibrosis research and therapy. Coming up. Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity Series winner from Bristol, Ryan Priest, will join us. And later, Kyle Larson's crew chief, Chad Johnston, will preview this weekend's race at Richmond. I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I'm on that honey to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. That's what it's all about. When the sun goes down, the NASCAR stars come out. The spring race weekend at Richmond Raceway, back under the lights. April 20th and 21st, the Toyota Care 250 on Friday, and Saturday night's Toyota Owners 400. Get your tickets at richmondraceway.com. NASCAR in Richmond. Some things are better under the lights. Bristol winner Ryan Priest will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Let's talk to the latest winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. A gentleman that over the weekend went to victory lane, winning on that rough and tumble Bristol Motor Speedway and picking up a $100,000 bonus from the folks at Xfinity in the Dash for Cash as well. Ryan, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on the win. How are you? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. And, and you know, it was it was definitely one of those weekends that you dream about. So being able to not only win the Dash for Cash, which, you know, it's a big deal, and we can't do that without sponsors like like Xfinity, but uh, winning at Bristol, that's a, that's a huge deal for somebody like me. So definitely a, a dream weekend come true. Your successes in the Modifieds have been well-documented. It's also been well-documented, your attempts to break into the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and you've done so on a part-time basis with Joe Gibbs Racing. Obviously, it's been an uphill challenge for you in that department. How much will this win go as far as perhaps maybe catching some attention and maybe some folks reaching out and picking up the phone and getting a hold of you, perhaps maybe for a full-time ride coming up? Um, I definitely say it's getting attention for sure, um, and it, and it's always good attention whenever you have other racers telling you, "Hey, man, this is this is awesome." It makes us feel like you know we could do it too. So that that's what I like about it. But um, as far as what the future holds, I have I still I don't know. You know, all I know is is I have uh, eight or whatever many seven races left, and I'm going to continue trying to to win each one and. And I know that sounds like, well, you know, it's can can you really go out and win each race? I feel like every time we show up to the racetrack that JGR and Toyota gives us every tool we need to to perform to to contend for wins. So anything anything short of contending for a win is is almost a disappointment. Well, you've contended for a lot of wins of late. Let's back up briefly for a moment. 
it didn't come easy for you on Saturday. That was quite a rough and tumble race you had there at Bristol. What was it like navigating that minefield to try to get to the number one spot on the leaderboard and then get to victory lane? Um, well, you know, we had the caution we needed, which, which gave us the break of, of kind of resetting everything and, and giving us another shot at Brandon who, uh, you know, he did a really good job. They had a, they had a really fast race car. But as far as Bristol, any, I mean, would you really expect anything less, especially it being a one-lane racetrack? Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. It was, it was kind of days of what I used to watch in a way where the bottom was the way around for the most part. Three and four kind of had its times of showing some promise. But, um, you know, it made, it, made, it made it exciting, I would say, as a driver, trying to figure out a way to get around somebody without, <clears throat> without wrecking them, but, but doing it in a way that, you know, you could get by him and then drive away. So it was, it was pretty cool. And, and I enjoyed it. Was the low lane, the best for you, the upper lane, which lane uh, of choice worked best for you Saturday? Uh, bottom was definitely, was definitely the place to be for me. Um, we had some tire wear. So I think if I did some things different, I probably could have got three and four to work, work pretty well for me. But uh, you know, the, the opportunity when you're, when you're chasing somebody and, and you go up and, and you try to make it work and it doesn't gain you time, you're not really going to spend some time up there. So I never, uh, I would say bottom was definitely the place to be for us. How are you going to spend that $100,000 dash for cash bonus you got there from Xfinity? <laughs> I'm going to finish building a race car. I'm going to pay some bills and probably do something for my family and my wife. So uh, as far as what I'm going to buy yet, I don't know, but going to be nice to uh to pay some bills <laughs> chatting with ryan priest winner of the fitzgerald glider kits 300 at bristol over the weekend you said a moment ago about you don't know what the future holds when is the next time you're going to be in a race car uh daytona well as far as a race car modified uh i'll be at the spring sizzler next weekend but um as far as an xfinity car that's going to be at daytona in july so definitely uh it's going to be a long two months but I'm sure I'll be racing somewhere a couple nights a week to, to keep me busy. I like the fact you're going back to the roots there, going back to the Modifieds, of course, staying in the Xfinity Series coming up. Does the future with Joe Gibbs Racing seem imminent? Is this a situation to where if you had a full-time opportunity elsewhere, you would take that? What's the priority right now? Because I know you've built up equity with JGR. Uh, you know, right now, my priority is is every race that I'm in with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, <clears throat> no one's approached me, and, and Joe Gibbs Racing has given me this opportunity along with Reem and Rude. So without them, you know, I'm, I'm a loyal person. So if there's, if there's a spot for me to be had at Joe Gibbs Racing, a future there, then that's, that's where I'd love to be because at the end of the day, without this opportunity, without them giving me this opportunity, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So... If there's a place for me there, I'd love to stay there for sure and, and you know, keep contending for wins. Congratulations again on winning over the weekend in Bristol. We'll look forward to seeing you in the spring sizzler back at Daytona and points beyond, and we're all pulling for you to get that full-time opportunity to race for a championship there in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, maybe I'll be talking to you again. I hope so. That's Ryan Priest, winner over the weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. And coming up next, we'll get an update from Daytona on this year's Country 500 with track president Chip Weil. And later, Daniel Hemrick will be here to talk about his first start in the Cup Series this weekend at Richmond. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. 
We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com or on the track this week at Richmond Raceway. The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. Daytona International Speedway President Chip Wild joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Coming up, we're going to chat with Daniel Hemrick, third place finish over the weekend at Bristol. But before we do that, there are some big doings coming up at Daytona International Speedway, the World Center of Racing Memorial Day weekend. And to bring us up to speed on all of that and more, is the president of Daytona International Speedway, Chip Wild. Chip, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Hey, Bagley, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, we talk about all the horsepower from Speed Weeks and all the fun and all the excitement there, but it seems like you folks have a horsepower of a different sort coming to uh, Central Florida and Daytona Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, the World okay. Center of Racing turns into the World Center of en- Entertainment on Memorial Day weekend with the Country 500. It's the third year of our music festival. Uh, it is an incredible weekend aligned with awesome entertainers and really even that, more fun. I try to explain to people when they ask me about the, the Country 500, it's like coming to a NASCAR race without the race cars. Uh, the camping environment is the same. All the things that we do at the racetrack are very similar to the events that we host with race cars, but instead of seeing cars around the track, you're seeing folks like Chris Stapleton and Dirk Bentley and Sugarland and Billy Currington all performing at the World Center of Racing. Where is the stage set up? Because I've had fans ask me, like, you know, I go there for races, but how and where do they do, they do the concert? Yeah, it's actually all set up in the east and west horseshoes uh, inside the track. So we have two stages. Uh, We have the Bluebird Theater, which is a covered stage, very intimate setting, uh, where some some of Nashville's up-and-coming stars will be performing. And then the big Country 500 stage, which is on the west side of the the, uh, infield. And it is an enormous setup where all the big acts will play uh, for three days during Memorial Day weekend. I imagine it's pretty cool that you get the big headliners, but you also get the the up-and-coming acts. How did the Country 500 come into existence? How did that come to be? Yeah, we actually partnered with uh, the, the folks from Festival Productions who actually do Jazz Fest, which is happening uh, this weekend. Uh, and we, re- we realized when we, when we spent the money on uh, the Daytona Rising projects, we had to continue to look at new opportunities to bring content to the racetrack. And it really made a lot of sense. You know, when you go to a music festival, it's a camping atmosphere, uh, very jovial, a lot of fun happening. And that's what we do. We're in the business of, of entertainment and entertaining people. 
So, you know, we're really proud of uh, being able to be mobile and, and not just do, um, you know, do races. It's, it's really neat to be able to, to host other events. We learn a lot uh, from these events that then we apply to some of our NASCAR events and other motorsports activities. Uh, but it is a different crowd, too. So we always talk about, hey, how are we finding the next racing fan? How are we finding the next motorsports fan? Well, this is a great opportunity because the millennials, they do like country music. They do like the festival atmosphere. So we're introducing them to this incredible facility uh, and, and showing them what it's like to, to come to an event here. And, and uh, we're seeing actually some of those folks return for NASCAR races or for EMSA races or for motorcycle races. So uh, our strategy is working. What kind of ticket packages do you have for the Country 500? Well, single-day tickets and three-day tickets are all available. We have VIP packages as well, which there's a VIP package called the Crew Chief uh, package right up by the stage. You have your own viewing area right at the at the thrust of the stage, uh, a VIP area right off to stage left uh, that is full of food and drink. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity, again, to kick off the summer in style with some of the best names in country music here at the World Center of Racing. How can folks get tickets to be a part of the fun? Yep, country500.com or 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Two great ways to get your tickets to this year's Country 500. Now, I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse, but uh, we're talking Memorial Day weekend, and we're only in April, but it's never too early to start thinking about uh, perhaps maybe a trip to the World Center of Racing around the 4th of July. You get the old gal buttoned up for the Coke Zero 400. Yeah, the Coke Zero Sugar 400, so we changed the name just slightly this year. We're gearing up. You know, It's a great way to celebrate the 4th of July, uh, largest fireworks display in the southeast happening here at the Daytona International Speedway at the conclusion of the Coke Zero Sugar 400. But also the other things that we do that really differentiate the summer race from the, from the Daytona 500, uh, we celebrate our military. We'll have Medal of Honor recipients back again this year, and we'll recognize and celebrate them. Uh, and really, a great just 4th of July celebration all happening uh, the 5th through the 7th of July. And for those that have been battling cool weather, it's never too early to start thinking about the 4th of July and those, uh, those warm summer nights under the lights down there in Daytona. It definitely is warm. And you know what? Uh, this week it's been a little chilly. I've worn a sweater for two days, and I've been in Florida now for two years, and I think it's the first time I've worn a actual sweater. Uh, but, you know, we take advantage of living at a place that people come to on vacation. And I, I think sometimes people take it for granted how what a great place it is to live and, and play here in Daytona Beach. But, you know, certainly plan your vacation now and make Daytona International Speedway a part of that trip. A sweater? Seriously? What did that come from? The Mr. Rogers Signature Series? I mean, it's a, it's a nice little blue sweater. I think you'd call it kind of snappy. Well, maybe perhaps uh, we'll shelve that for the rest of the year. Maybe dust it off Speed Weeks 2019. We got a scoot. Appreciate you coming on. Country500.com. 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Good doings down there in Daytona. We'll, we'll look forward to catching up with you soon there, Chip. Thanks, Bagman. Chip Wild, the president of Daytona International Speedway. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is racing at Richmond Raceway. Last time we were there, Kyle Larson brought home the checkered flag. Woody Kane talked with his crew chief, Chad Johnson, about the secrets to getting around that old three-quarter-mile short track in Virginia. Well, Chad, you guys won at Richmond last time, uh, primarily on the strength of a great pit stop late that got your guy out front. But that aside, how do you make a car go fast at Richmond? Uh, Richmond's tricky, especially uh, if on the night races where you practice during the day and you have to find a balance there. 
at nighttime. But the biggest thing is just keep it from getting loose in and roll in the middle and be able to, to dr- get drive off the corner. Drive off the corner late in a run is pretty tough there. You'll hear guys, you know, really don't get to wide open until the flag stands. So keeping rear, rear drive in it and keeping the car rolling in the middle is really the key. Seven races into the season now with the new Camaro. You guys seem to have come out of the gate a little better than some of your uh, Chevrolet teammates, so to speak. But what does this car like and what does it do better than what you had before? It honestly seems fairly similar to what we had before. I think, you know, the the body's probably less of a difference um, than how they're placing the rules and the new new way they enforce it with the Hawkeye and getting rid of the, the curve splitters has been probably more of a issue than what the, the body itself has. I think the body itself has way more potential than what we had last year. Um, just with the rules enforcement, you know, it, it kind of changes the game a little bit. And we mentioned the pit crew that, that helped you guys get the win last time. Again, seven races into the season, we're still seeing some teams using two jackmen, some using one. And in this sport, as you know, when something goes right, everybody copies it. Does, does that variation indicate that there's still some wiggle room there to figure things out? I, definitely. I think being one man down and then given the, the gun difference from last year, it's changed your, your pitch strategy or the way that you go about your choreography for the race. So it's definitely changed. We kind of stayed with what we, we started with. We feel like it's the, the least wasted motion throughout the, the pit stop. So we're, uh, we're still learning every day. Uh, last week prep was probably our strongest week on pit road, although we only had two or three stops before we blew the right front. But we, we maintained or gained spots each time. So it was uh, you know encouraging to see that. And I think the guys are working really hard to, to be better week in and week out. And at the end of the day, the stops are slower than what they used to be. But it, you're racing everybody on pit road so whether it's a 30 second pit stop or a 15 you're just looking to be faster than the next guy every team practices that at the shop during the week but what can't you simulate there that you face on race day i think it's the same with any professional sport like the adrenaline and the the butterflies that you get when you hop over the wall when it becomes game day whether it's the start of a basketball game or football game it's hard to recreate that and it's hard to recreate the pressure that you have on those guys on Sunday you know there's a lot more pressure coming off pit road you know and losing two spots than there is in practice so uh, we try to make it the car and and the environment as as realistic as we can and I feel like we've made some steps in that right direction here in the in the past so we just we just try to keep it as realistic as we can and try to put some type of uh, incentive on it so that it it puts a little bit more pressure on them. And to finish up, let's circle back to Richmond one more time, a night race here. How different is that track night versus day? Is it very sensitive? Yeah, it's totally different. You know, you can you can very easily tune yourself out during the day, get in the car to drive well because it changes so much at night. Um, it seems to be even more so as we've been taking tires back there that let the, gro- the groove widen out. It seems to change that quite, quite a bit more. So it's probably one of the most sensitive tracks from day to night that I think we go to. All right, thanks and good luck. All right, thank you. That's Chad Johnson and crew chief for Kyle Larson. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got a social media minute, and we'll preview this week's podcast series, MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. 
On the racetrack, you can only go as far as your engine can take you. It's the same on the highway. Making a run with a Detroit engine under the hood gives you the industry-leading fuel economy, reliability, and durability your business needs. The Detroit DD13, DD15, and DD16 engine solutions are specifically engineered to make a run as profitable as possible. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com. Lots of on-track activity coming your way this weekend from Richmond Raceway. Our coverage in the Commonwealth begins Friday with two practice sessions for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. You can tune in to MRN.com to hear that coverage at 11 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Later that afternoon, we'll have pole qualifying for the Toyota Owners 400. That's at 5.30 Eastern. The NASCAR Xfinity Series Toyota Care 250 takes to the airwaves 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night. And we're back Saturday night with the Cup Cars, the Toyota Owners 400. Our airtime, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Kim Kuhn has a social media minute next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you've joined us for the show. Kim Kuhn joins us now for the latest in social media news. Kimmy, what's new this week? Well, Mike, Kyle Busch obviously took the checkered flag in Bristol, his seventh Bristol win, five more, and he's going to tie Daryl Waltrip for 12 record wins at Bristol. And although Kyle is having a great run at the last great Coliseum, the guy that stole the show was Brexton, Kyle Busch's son. If you're watching the race, the shot from Victory Lane right before the camera cut away caught Brexton with his finger up his nose. That's right. He was digging for some gold, and it did not go unnoticed. NASCAR Chasm caught the screenshot and said, Kyle victorious again. Brexton in up to his wrist. Big day for the Bush family. Now, Samantha Bush, Kyle's wife, Brexton's mom, took this in great stride. She has such a good sense of humor. Tweeted back to NASCAR Chasm with a laughing emoji and said, Gotta get the bats out of the cave. Not only that, she jumped on Instagram and actually did a side-by-side. She took the screenshot of Brexton with his finger up his nose. And then if you remember last year, Kyle got caught in the media center digging for some gold too took a side by side of those two photos and just said the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when you got one you better get it i love my boys i think it's going to be a while though before brexton and kyle live those moments down but switching gears there was a big announcement made and it took twitter by storm if you follow ford performance they tweeted pony up The Ford Mustang, the world's best-selling coupe for the third year straight, joins the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series in 2019. Now, we all knew this is coming. We just didn't know when. Well, it is finally here, and fans have taken to social media to celebrate the return of the Mustang. It'll be interesting to see, again, the Ford Mustang take the track next season in the 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. But for everything motorsports, you can follow us on social media at MRN Radio. Just make sure you use that hashtag, AskMRN. Thanks, Kim. For the past nine weeks, we've been telling you some amazing stories with our podcast series, MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. You'll hear stories that you've never heard before from the superstars at that time. On this week's show... It's about Mark Martin going for five straight wins. Rusty Wallace closing in on Dale Earnhardt in the standings and the 
the mixed reactions from NASCAR's 5-5 five and five rule at Charlotte. And Alan Bestwick hit it right on the head when he came on the air. Can Mark Martin stretch that incredible winning streak to five straight wins? We won four in a row, seven if you counted the Xfinity races, and we were feeling pressure from NASCAR. Wallace just trying to keep it to the bottom of the racetrack and protect what he has. He's on his way down to win the Miller 400. When I won the race, I crossed the start finish line and after I won, I went to victory lane, obviously, and my PR guy, Tom Roberts, comes running up to me in victory lane. He said, hey, I got a name for this car. He said, midnight. I said, midnight, why? He said, because when you crossed the start finish line, I looked down at my digital watch and I watched it click from 11.59 to 12. And you went right across the line at midnight and won the race. And Jeff Gordon is here looking at his uh, DuPont Automotive finishes Chevrolet, which does not have much left of either the front or back ends. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm up in the booth now every week with, with DW, and, and of course he always reminds me of how he told Rick Hendry, that kid's never going to make it. He's never going to make it. Tears up that equipment. He's going to cost you a lot of money. Uh, so thank goodness that Rick had had patience with me. Congratulations, Larry McReynolds. I'm telling you, boy, it ain't over till it's over here. Yeah, I got a picture hanging at home. Him and I are nose to nose. And my conversation with him was short. It's like, Jim, either all of our crew goes in and celebrates this victory lane, or we're going to go out there on the front stretch, and we're going to celebrate out there, and y'all can stand in here and take all the pictures you want of each other. That and more from this week's MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. You can download it for free, as well as the first eight shows at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Richard Childress Racing's Daniel Hemrick will be in studio, and later we'll preview this weekend's Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party in NASCAR returns April 27th through 29th. Bring the whole family out to Talladega Super Speedway for the Kids VIP Experience. Kids 12 and under can choose from a number of great options behind the scenes, like guided garage tours, pre-race photo ops, and more. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. Daniel Hemrick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live, and we're joined in studio by the gentleman that finished third over the weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, gearing up for a doubleheader this weekend at Richmond Raceway. Daniel Hemrick is back on NASCAR Live. Daniel, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Uh, good to talk to you. Glad to have you back. Third place finish. It was quite a run for Quite a run for you folks over the over the weekend. Walk us through that run at Bristol. Seemed to be pretty exciting where we sat. How about where you sat? Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was definitely a solid run for our Southland Hotel and Casino Chevrolet. We did all the right things from the time we unloaded at Bristol, really, you know, starting at practice and through qualifying. And 
made sure we uh, continue inside that top five on speed. And when you do that, it makes the weekends go really smooth. And as we got into the race, you know, I felt like our car really, really took off well on short runs. And that's kind of what the nature of the race was, you know, with short 10 and 15 lap runs throughout the first really entire first stage of the race. And able to run second the first stage and then lead, you know, 50 or 60 laps in the second stage and run second in it, in it as well. Doing all that stuff allowed us to have a, you know, a really good stage point stay. And um, as the race kind of went green there near the end, I started losing the, the handling a little bit. But luckily we had a, we had a, you know, short, uh, you know, short run at the end and, and a caution that left us about 10 laps of green flag racing that allowed us to use that short run speed like we kind of proved to have all week and, and drive up the third and it always seems like a good day until you look at the fact that Ryan Priest won and he was the Dash for Cash guy I'm racing against, and he took on a hundred grand that uh, I was hoping to have. And uh, But no, I was proud of those guys. They did a heck of a job. Ryan's a heck of a driver, making the most of an opportunity. So it was good to see him have a good day, and we had a solid day as well with our 21 team. You mentioned the halting start to the race. How difficult is it when you – when you race a handful of laps, caution comes out. You race maybe 10 laps, caution comes out. How hard as a race car driver is it for you to get into rhythm when you have all those early race caution flags like that? You know, you touched on it. It is tough to get in the rhythm, um, especially with Bristol being one of the most rhythm, you know, really one of the most rhythmatic racetracks you have to really be good at. So it makes that side of it tough. And then we were also on a, a, a newer right side tire that we hadn't been on there. And a lot of stuff, a lot of variables going on because you don't know how your car is going to take back off on the restart you don't know how the balance is going to change on your race car a lot of stuff is, is going on that obviously as a driver you just got to try to do your part and execute the restarts and anytime you have restarts there it's wild in itself uh just depending on if the bottom's going to really be fast or if the top's going to take off so a lot going on but luckily we were, we were able to kind of manage that balance and make the most of the day there's a school of thought in the sport daniel that says that momentum at a track can carry forth to another third place at bristol and you roll into Richmond this weekend. Do you subscribe to that school of thought? I do. I do in a roundabout way. I think more or less, not as much for myself. You know, you race long enough, you, you get used to dealing with the ups and downs. But from a team standpoint, for sure, um, you know, not not only the guys that we take with us to the racetrack on our road crew, but the guys back at the shop, that they see that and they kind of feed off of that excitement and, and knowing that the last couple of weeks we've been able to lead laps at the last couple of racetracks and, all that stuff is what gives those guys the momentum and that much more passion back at the shop that are really preparing our race cars like we need them to be because this day and age of sport, you got to unload so close in order to have a shot that weekend, and those guys are doing that for us, and our road crew is taking that and running with it and uh, just trying to do my part. But, yeah, it's good to have that momentum for sure. You've had some solid runs uh, early on here in the season. You're still looking for the first win. Where is your race team right now? Where is the – Where's the development of chemistry? Even though this is your second year with the team, where are you guys here in 2018 trying to get everything all gelled together to make that first trip to Victory Lane? You know, I feel like we're, we're doing a lot of things that eventually will lead us to Victory Lane, and that's not getting too far ahead of ourselves. We know that, you know, week in and week out, we're trying to take whatever it is we have for speed, whether it's an eighth-place or a seventh-place race car, and make that a sixth-place race car throughout the week. And we've done that, you know, over the last couple of races, really, and as you do that, it's easy to get ahead of yourself and, and want to make sure, like, you know, everybody gets all pumped up and wants to talk about the winning side of it. But you, you, you got to be in position, and we're putting ourselves in position. If we do that time and time again like we are, the race team itself is getting stronger. And that's what allows you to do that, right? you got to get a tick better not only on my side on the driving but on the pit crew side, on the preparation side back at the shop, all that stuff that allows us to contend week in and week out. As a race team, we're doing those little things a tick better each week, and 
if we can continue to do that, hopefully we can talk about at least uh, competing and trying to get the victory lane here soon. Speaking with Daniel Hemrick, uh, talking about the season to date, the good run at Bristol last weekend, now carrying that into the Toyota Care 250 Friday night for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Richmond is a unique track. It is loved by some. It sends others into fits. What does Richmond Raceway do for you right now? You know, really, Richmond, like you talked about, there's so many things that go into a race weekend there and being successful, and it is a place that I have enjoyed. You know, I've only been there twice, but, you know, we sat on the pole last year, my first race there, ran top five and led laps in both races and then ran top five in both of them. So it's a place that I'm definitely excited to get to, but because of the challenges, you know, the racetrack is, is so slick and it's so rough on tires that you really have to manage that in the driver's seat. And you got to try to hone in in the daytime of what your race car does. Not only that, you know, but you got to kind of hone in on what it's going to do differently at night with both, you know, races being at the night this year. It changes the kind of the, the setup aspect of it, of what you really got to key on. So just, uh, you know, a lot of challenges there that I think a, a lot of the, the true short track guys, you know, myself kind of racing super late miles down in Pensacola, Florida, Richmond reminds me of the same style of asphalt. And I try to achieve some of the same feel that I used to go off of then at Richmond. And so far it's, it's led to decent success and just got to figure out what I need to get that tick more to be able to break into victory lane. Does Richmond give you options? Yeah, Richmond gives you a ton of options. That's a good question. You know, uh, going there for the first time, I was really, really, you know, sensitive and, and really focused on wrapping the bottom at both ends. And then I think uh, in, the, in the second race, in the night race, Kyle drove by me on the top for the lead. And, you know, you look back and watch the races. Yeah, the, sometimes it turns into a two-lane racetrack, and sometimes it can go from, you know, the bottom of the racetrack all the way to the outside fence. And you can make speed because you're searching grip. You're searching tire fall off. So you're trying to manage all that stuff and that's where the options open up and always uh from myself from watching as a fan growing up always made for a good show and then saturday night you're making your initial start in the monster energy nascar cup series how excited are you to drive the eight for richard childress racing coming into uh this weekend's race at richmond it truly is incredible to even hear you, you say you know cup series debut and, and the eight all in the same term i'm extremely fortunate and blessed to have richard childress on my side and, and all the support of richard childress racing you know, he came to me a couple months ago and asked me if I thought I was up for the challenge, and and I've taken that challenge on and look forward to definitely making the most of the opportunity, but just trying to enjoy it. You know, you only get to make your first start once, and to have a guy like Richard uh, believe in me enough to give me that shot and to have Smoky Mountain the Herbal Snuff come on board our, our Camaro Z01 and, and give us the opportunity to do something fresh and new together is very exciting. So just incredibly thankful, and, uh, you know, just know that, heck, I, I'm doing something that, you know, hardly – very, very few kids, especially short track kids growing up, will ever have the opportunity to do. And so I'm trying to not only do it for myself, but, uh, you know, just kind of thrive in the moment that I'm living out a lot of those guys' dreams as well and just really, really look forward to enjoying it. What will you consider a success Saturday night? Uh, success for me uh, would be running inside the top 25 on a consistent basis and keeping the fenders and everything on it. And you get, it's a long race, 400 laps, my first time doing double duty. So just trying to take care of myself inside the race car and, and – as the race winds down, if, if we're on a lead lap and if, if we're in position um, to, to have a good finish and we run inside the top 20, I feel like we've hit a home run. And um, I think that's just balancing, you know, where we're at as a company at RCR with it being my first start and being a really tough place. I feel like those are, those are reachable goals and anything past that, it would just be a bonus. Well, we wish you the best in trying to accomplish those goals, all the best in trying to win the 
$100,000 Dash for Cash bonus Friday night there in the Xfinity Series race and the race itself. Going to be a fun weekend. I'm sure a lot of people will be pulling for you. We wish you the best this weekend in Virginia. Yeah, thank you so much. Definitely going to be a fun weekend and one I'll remember forever. So hopefully everybody's tuned in, and thanks for having me. Thank you, Daniel. Coming up, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history, and later we'll preview this weekend's Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. MRN original programs stream on MRN.com. Check out NASCAR drivers on Motorsports Monday with Woody Kane and Joey Wing Sprint Car Racing on Wing Nation with Steve Post and Aaron Everhead. NASCAR team crews on Crew Call with Sammy Joe and Rocco. NASCAR local and regional racing on NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. NHRA Talk on the Straight Line with Marty Huff and Doug Herbert. Your home for original motorsports talk. MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. About to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. In a moment, we're going to preview this weekend's Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway. But first, let's open up those history books yet again for this week in NASCAR history. 1984 is where we begin this week. After 37 weeks at number one, Michael Jackson's Thriller album was dethroned by the Footloose soundtrack. At the box office, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner are together on Romancing the Stone. And NASCAR was at the track too tough to tame. Darlington Raceway for the Trans-South 500. That day, it was Daryl Waltrip dominating the lady in black. Now I gotta cut loose, cut loose. Waltrip now free and clear into turn number three for the final time. Works into that 24-degree banking just like he has all afternoon long. He's home free. Been a long day for Darrell Waltrip, but he's going to win the Trans-South 500. Jumping forward 10 years to 1994, Tim McGraw has the number one country album with Not a Moment Too Soon. In the news, former President Richard Nixon suffered a stroke. He would go on to pass away four days later. And NASCAR was at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Terry Labonte took the lead with 29 laps to go to win the first Union 400. Labonte drops it down on the inside of the track between turns one and two, still staying a couple distance behind the Bobby Hamilton car. They reach down the back straightaway, coming into turn number three to the inside of the track. Terry Labonte on his way to the checkered flag. It will be his third victory here at North Wilkesboro, the second ever for Hendrick Motorsports. Terry Labonte is going back to Winston Cup victory lane. And we end this week in 2011. George R.R. Martin's Game of Thrones premiered on HBO. On regular network television, ABC announced that it would be canceling All My Children and One Life to Live. And in NASCAR, it was a soap opera of a different sort. Racing at Talladega. Jimmy Johnson edging Clint Boyer to win the Aaron's 499. Six Chevrolets to settle it here at Talladega. Gordon to the inside. It is Clint Boyer to the outside for the final time. Boyer trying to hang on to the top spot. RCR trying to make it three in a row here at Talladega Super Speedway. About to be decided. Into the trioval they come. The challenge on down low. Jimmy Johnson pulls out front, but Boyer looks like he held him off. No, they're saying Jimmy Johnson will get the win in the Aaron's 499. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. 
This weekend, we head to another short track on the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series schedule. Our next stop is Richmond Raceway in the Commonwealth of Virginia. For a preview, here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams play out the short track medley this week as they roll to Richmond Raceway for the Toyota Owners 400. Kyle Busch is on a hot streak, driving for his third cup victory in a row and fifth on the three-quarter mile oval. We've kind of lost a little bit of what our handle was there a few years ago when we were really good. More rule changes to create parity, to take away advantages from other teams that, uh, that kind of knocked us back a little bit. So um, we just haven't quite figured out what it takes to get some of that back. You know, hopefully we can uh, get a little bit better. September winner Kyle Larson aims to repeat and keep the short track momentum alive after a second place run yesterday at Bristol. Normally I would say I'm not that excited to go to Richmond because it's a place where I've, I've just ran average at before. Um, but then last year we had some good runs and was able to get the win in the second Richmond. So anytime you win somewhere, um, you know, gives you, you know, an added uh, bit of excitement and confidence going, going back there. So I feel like our short track program is pretty good uh, the last year and a half or so. And um, so, yeah, I think we can go there and have another, another good run. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. started and finished fourth last spring and believes that another Richmond top five is imminent. Richmond's been a, a good racetrack for us uh, over uh, the last few years, so I really look forward to going there. I do like the day racing there better than the night racing, but um, you know, all in all, it's uh, still a great short track that we go to, and uh, definitely crew guys are anxious to kind of see the transformation of that place on the infield. The Toyota Owners 400 takes the green this Saturday night at Richmond Raceway, just after 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 5.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. Second short track race in a row coming up this weekend. And if you have not made plans to join us at Richmond, you might want to hop on the horn or dial up richmondraceway.com to be a part of the fun. Folks, that's all the time we have for, for you this week. Our thanks to Denny Hamlin, Chad Johnston, Ryan Priest. Daniel Hemrick and Chip Weil, the president of Daytona International Speedway, for joining us. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.